Good afternoon, everyone. And today, welcome to the Network Hour podcast. We are recording another episode and we are continuing with our series on professional happiness. We're continuing to talk about professional happiness. And uh, I just want to dive right in. Uh, Let's talk about it. So I attended a networking event yesterday with a financial company and from networking and talking to professionals in the financial space, I remember talking to one lady and she was, we were talking about the jobs that they were offering and a lot of jobs that they have open and stuff like that. And she was saying that it seems like uh, people don't want to work because they have so many openings. And so I proceeded to ask, I was like, what do you think is the reason why people um, are not so quick to jump in a job, right? And she was puzzled. And I said to her, since the pandemic, I think people have been making different and better life decisions for themselves. And let me explain, because before someone will take a job, regardless to if they liked it or not. And someone would, um, once the job was paying you money and it could cover your bills, most people will take that job. I think people are now waking up and coming into the realization and education that they don't have to take a job only based on money. They're looking for flexibility, whether it be in family, whether it be not having to work in the office five days a week, whether it be not having to work 40, 60, how many odd hours in for a week, uh, because we have those companies that are doing that, that are working their employees to the bone, to the ground, and the compensation does not add up. So I think people are really now seeking what they want and what is going to make their life easier and you know that saying that says work smarter, not harder. I think a lot of people are waking up and 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 getting smarter. And um in my opinion, to me, it's amazing because with the series of professional happiness and looking deep into it, as an individual, right, with so many things that's going on in the world, we have the war in Ukraine. We have so many different things going on. There's so many shootings, there's school shootings, uh, there's global warming. We just had a storm where uh, so many areas was flooding, the stuff that was happening in Mississippi to our own people and all of that stuff. There are so many things, so many life challenges that happens that that challenges us on a daily basis. And we have to keep smiling and keep laughing and keep trying to see the bright side of things. And to add on your professional life to it and having misery in your professional life it's just not going to be worth it. And it's not, it's just not going to make you be 
a well-rounded individual. You're going to see people walking the streets like zombies all the time with a screw bitch face all the time because they're not happy in any aspect of their lives. And I so must commend the people that are really taking a second look, that are really taking a look at their lives and they're saying, I do not have to deal with this anymore. I do not have to put up with this anymore. I do not have to deal with a tech toxic environment. I do not have to deal with toxic colleagues. I do not have to be underpaid. And one of the things that I tell my clients and I tell my woman when I host networking events or even when I do a workshop or speak, I say to them, know what your worth, know what your value is and be able to articulate that value. And, and you have to know that within yourself because until you recognize, realize your value, you're not going to be able to articulate. You need to recognize and realize that within yourself, your experience, what you bring to the table and be able to articulate that to a business owner, to the company, to the hiring man manager and all of that stuff. So it's important for you to get centered with who you are, know who you are and be confident and show in who you are and make sure that people know that. And I, another thing I say to a lot of my clients is that to remember that as much as employers are looking for your talent and looking for you to bring some value to their, co to their company, you're also looking for them to add value to your life, for them to add value to your professional career. And I want those of you that are listening to focus on a career and not on a job because 10 times out of 10, we take a job and we take a job just because we need a job and it's for a job's sake. But if you have the mindset of I am developing a career and I'm going to develop something that I love to do, that is going to bring happiness and fulfillment into your life. So that is very, very important. So going back to the story of the networking event that I went yesterday. So I was saying all these things to her. I was saying to her that I think after the pandemic, people really realize that one, I can stay home and I can be just as productive as if I am in the office. So there are those people, there are those people who want flexibility that they can work from home and not have to travel into the office. I cannot tell you when I was working from home, I loved it because it saved me money. I didn't have to keep doing laundry to get a new suit every time to wear into the office because my office was at home. I didn't have to worry about transportation paying because I live in Jersey city. I have to pay transportation for the bus and I also have to pay transportation for the path train train. That is at least $30 or more a week. That money adds up. And then on top of that, if I don't have grocery in my house to carry lunch every day, I have to buy lunch at work. And I don't know those of you who know this, but if you work in the Manhattan area, 
it is expensive for you to buy lunch. Buying lunch is at least 10 to $15 for you to get something substantial for you to, um, get in your, get in your stomach. And also if you run out of the house early and you're not able to grab breakfast at home, you might have to grab breakfast in the city where you, where you work. So then that is money on top of money being put out. And then on top of that, your, some of you, your pay might have been cut because of the pandemic. And some people are still in that low pay range. Some people, their employers still have not put their pay back to where it was before the pandemic or even increased it um, um, after the pandemic. So a lot of people are facing all of these challenges. And so when you can find yourself in a situation where you can find a job that values you, that values the person who you are, they value your family life and recognize that you must be happy at home in order to be happy at work. They value that they have to compensate you accordingly and they have to pay you your worth in order for you to be productive and innovative in your in their company and to bring value to them. When you find a company that do, do all of that stuff, you're going to stick with that company because you want to be happy in what you do and you want to be excited to go to work. Before the pandemic or even now, there are a lot of people who would get up and go to work and they would just be in a mood because they don't like going into that space where they have to go to work. And then you come home and you're stressed out because the job has drained you of your energy for the entire day. And so you're stressed out and then you go home, you have to deal with home and then you're stressed on top of stress on top of stress. That is not good for your mental health and it's not good for your physical health. So I think that comes into play when people are making their decisions now. And that is one of the things I was telling the lady at the networking event. I said, people are focusing more now on their happiness. It's not just about a job anymore. It's not just about making money anymore. Am I going to be happy in doing this? Am I going to be happy when I get out of this to go home so that I can go to my home to my family as a whole person, as someone who is excited to be at home and to leave the work or whatever I did at the door and just be present in that space. And I think a lot of people are thinking about that. A lot of people are looking into that. And a lot of people have been making decisions on where they want to work and what they want to do based on those factors. Another story, I was talking to a lady the other day and she is, uh, she is the owner of, of several schools. And she was saying to me, it is so hard, um, to get teachers and she doesn't know why no one wants to work. And I've been hearing a lot of people saying this. And one of the things I want employers to do is to really put your air to the streets. And when I say put your air to the streets is to 
listen to people, listen to their grievances, listen to what they are saying and try to meet those needs. As an employer, you might not be able to meet all of those needs, but you need to listen and to try your best to meet those needs because at the end of the day, you need workers. You cannot run a company without having workers. And in order for those workers to show up and to give a shit about your company and to want to work for your company and want to see your company grow, it's for you to give in to their demands. It's for you to be as 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 well as you are um, thinking about your company and your growth and your bottom line. You need to be thinking about your employees' growth and where they want to go in your company, and you need to create incentives, right? So going back to the lady that owned a couple of schools, I was saying these very same things to her. I said, teachers are not treated well in this country. Uh, a teacher is such an important, respectable I can't give all the words in the vocabulary of how good and how we so need our teachers. And the compensation that we give our teachers is just by far ridiculous. It is ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Our teachers have to deal with a lot. They deal with the kids. They deal with the parents. They deal with all the, the requirements that they have to keep up, certifications that they have to keep doing. Uh, my sister is a, is a teacher's assistant, and I see so many things that she has to do. She has to go arrange her classroom, put up stuff on, her, on, the, cla on the classroom walls and dough and stuff, and buy stuff with her own money to make sure that when the kids come to school, they have a learning environment where they can be creative and be free. Teachers go through a lot and we don't treat them the way they're supposed to be treated. And one of the things, and that's why there's a teacher shortage in this country across every state. And one of the things that needs to be addressed is compensation. Teachers need to be compensated handsomely for the work that they do. If we don't have teachers, we're not going to have doctors and lawyers and investment bankers and all of these people, because all of these people go through teachers. They have to be taught. And so our teachers are a vital, a vital and utmost important in our society. And we have to start treating them as such. And so that is why there's a shortage in teachers. I think another thing too is schools need to be more safe, not just safe for the students, but also safe for the teachers. We cannot have people coming and, and threatening our students and our teachers' lives. They have families to go back home to. These kids need to go back home safe. And I think making the school buildings safe is another component that adds into why um, there is such a shortage in teachers. And there's so many different, different components that have to do with it. I'm sure if I speak to a number of teachers, I'm going to have so many different factors that goes into 
why there is a teacher shortage. But as I am learning, as I, and as I am talking to a lot of people and networking and going to professional events now that we're in person and all of this stuff, I'm learning that the shortage is not only on teachers. I'm, lo- I'm learning that across the spectrum, across the workforce, there are employers that are looking for uh, employees, looking for people to apply to jobs, and, and, and they're having difficulties. And I would say to those employers, create a package that is incentivized. Create a package that people can get behind and that can relate to. And that number one thing is compensation because we're in a, in a time where we're going through inflation right now. Everything is expensive. I was telling someone the other day, I went to the supermarket. I used to be able to go to the supermarket and I'm single with no kids and stuff like that. I used to be able to go to the supermarket, right? And I would spend $50, right? You hear me, somebody? And and, and, and I know there are people on the end of this, this uh, recording that would be able to relate to this. I used to be able to go to the supermarket, spend $50 worth in grocery, right? And that grocery would last me for at least a month as a single woman living by herself. Now, if I go to the supermarket and spend that same $50, that $50 would probably, with grocery, would probably last me, I'm pushing it, but I would say a week, a couple of days a week, the most, because things are so expensive. You're not getting the same stuff. It's not going to be the same quantity. I was telling somebody the other day, my sister, because we live in the same building, so when we go to grocery shopping, we shop for the whole family. I shop for me, her, and my niece. And it's just three of us. And you cannot believe it. I went to BJ's the other day. I spent $300 at BJ's in grocery, right? And that grocery only lasted a couple of weeks. I think it was about three weeks. And we are not people that eat a lot. We're not people that be 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 hagging dung stuff. We try to we try to ration it as much as we can. I mean, because we're living in hard times. But I mean, things are not as they used to be anymore. Because I used to take that same three hundred dollars. And I will pack two barrels of grocery to send to the Caribbean. I can't do that anymore. That $300 does not stretch the same way as it did before. And so people are facing all of these challenges. And this is what employers have to look into. This is what the country have to look into. This is what companies have to look into. How can we make people's lives a little easier and a little better? And how can we not pay, focus on paying the CEOs or the shareholders all these dividends and all these millions of dollars and millions of money? And how can we put some of that into our employees and make sure that they are paid a good salary, a good wage for the work 
that they're putting forth because without them, your company cannot be productive. Your company is not going to reach its bottom line. Your company is not going to grow because you need those employees. And that is something I want employers and to look into. And I want to say to you, if you are that person that are in that space where you're looking for flexibility, you're realizing and recognizing who you are, you're going back to that business idea that you had or that business plan that you shift to the side, I want you to really go back to that, find out what makes you happy. If your job is not making you happy, maybe there can be some changes within your role. Talk to your management. If that is not the case and you make a decision, make a decision to leave because I am going to tell you guys, professional happiness is very important very, very important. And you need to make the best decision for you, for your life and for your family. I was just looking on LinkedIn a while ago and there's an article written by Taylor Borden and he's editor on LinkedIn news. And the, the title of the article is job switches, swing higher salaries. And that is what's happening. If you have to jump from one job to another to find something that's going to value you and respect who you are as a professional, that is what people are doing. It's saying here, it seems like most workers want to hold on to their gigs in the face of a potential economic downturn, but there's a but. Those who are making the jump are making more money. Why? Because they are recognizing their value and they are asking for more money. They are negotiating and you have to negotiate. If you're listening under the sound of my voice and you have problems with articulating and and saying what you want in an interview, I will urge you to contact me so I can coach you and, and shift that mindset and give you some tips on how to really articulate your value and, and negotiate that compensation when you're, when you're in that interview. It says job switchers are seeing an average of 8.5% salary bump upon leaving, right? Because now the company is realizing, oh, I took advantage of you and I didn't realize it until I see that you're ready to leave me. So I'm going to try to bump your salary so that I can get you to stay. So that is what this article is saying, right? Then it says, while the co-workers who stayed behind are seeing an average of 5.9% bump, according to the new research from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. So what the employers are realizing, these job switches that switch and those that remain, employers are realizing, well, I got to do something to keep these that are remaining. I can't allow them to jump as well. I got to give them some sort of an incentive. And so that's why there's, there's a bump in, in the, in the salary because they don't want you, they don't want you to leave behind all those others that left already.
there's a separate ADP research fund and even greater difference. Those who changed their jobs in the last 12 months saw their pay climb over 16%, and those who stayed saw a 7.6% bump in the same period. Things are happening. Then there's another article that says job changes continue to win in today's economy. What are, and, and, and the question is asked, and I think this is to employers, what are you doing to keep your talent? And I'm saying this all the time. What incentives, what, are, what incentives are you giving? Are you, are you respecting your employees? Are you listening to them? Are you challenging them with their growth? An employee, you can't be stagnant in the same job for 5, 10, 15 years and there is no growth. You need to see growth, not only in your productivity and what you do, but you need to see growth in your compensation because you want to become that well-rounded, that whole professional that you're supposed to be. You want to pull out all those inner potentials and all those things that you can be. And so what are you doing as an employer? This, this, this article is asking, what are you doing to keep your talent? And, and I'm going to stop here because I've given you, I've given you so much, so much food for thought. And I want to say to people for so long, we focused on getting a job. We focused on getting a career. We didn't have to love it as long as it paid us money, as long as we paid our bills, uh, we were good with it, and, and that was it. That is no more. That is no longer. We're entering a new era where we don't just want professional, we want happiness added to that professional as well. And so I want to say to you, focus on your professional happiness and make that a priority when you go into job interviews, when you go into these spaces, make sure that you, when you are agreeing to something, when you're signing on that doc, doc, dotted line, and when you're taking that acceptance letter and saying yes, make sure that it's something that you can live with. Make sure that it's something that's going to make you happy and make sure that it's something that you can be proud of. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this discussion on professional happiness. We're going to continue with the series. Our next episode, we're going to have another special guest to share their experiences and their ideas on this very topic again, professional happiness. Reach out to me if you have questions or if you have comments, and we would love to read them. We would love to talk to you. We would love to connect and correspond with you. I want to thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Network Hour podcast. Remember to focus on you, focus on yourself. Self-care is very important. Your mental health, very important. You being happy, very important. Until next time, live, laugh, and love.